Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do my review for the second season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I'm your host Matthew and yeah, today we're here to look at the second season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix uh, and go to the skip, don't skip rating straight away. I'm going to give this a don't skip rating. I think this is very, very, very good television. Uh, sometimes brilliant and excellent television. Uh, um, other times just very, very good television. Um, yeah, I think this second season is really good. Um, I think that for for this second season i think you've got a you've got a little bit of a case of a season of two halves but not quite half um what i mean by that is the first half of the season is slower than the second half of the season at least to me you know i'm here to speak on my opinion so there we go uh second half of the season really really picks up i thought from around episode 4 or 5 right to the end is probably probably the best section of this season uh, of the Umbrella Academy because um, you you basically go from this opening scene. I'm gonna obviously stay spoiler free for the start here, and then we'll go into spoilers later. Just an incredible opening scene for the season, and a great way to first of all kick off the season and get some you know get get the season kind of going right from the jump, right from the first couple of minutes really. Um, and kind of set up fundamentally what the season's about and set up like okay you know where they were for the end of the first season here's where they are for the start of the second and explaining how they got there kind of um which is obviously part of the the season's mystery and stuff as to how they end up where they end up um and that sort of thing and then just doing this almost like a showcase of each character's power um, and using it in this particular opening scene. I'm not going to go into details here about what the opening scene is. I know that they, I know that the day before the season came out, they did release that on YouTube, like the opening two minutes of the season. I just, I just waited until I actually started the second season itself. But no, really, really good way to kick off the season. Just kind of sh- a showcase of powers, but not, not just for the sake of it. There was a big reason as to why, and uh, the season really just sort of kicks off from there. And then you have a situation where it's a case of rebuilding after that opening scene, right up until around about episode 3, episode 4. Because to me, like I said, around episode 4 or 5 of the season, that's where where the season kind of finds its foot again. uh, Finds finds its feet again, rather. Um, But the, the previous episodes to that is the part that I'd call the slower part of the season. But I, me myself as the, you know, as a viewer of this show... As someone who's seen the second season, I did feel rewarded for the weight of that because some, sometimes that's the case with television. Sometimes, uh, I mean, like my example recently with Good Girls season three, season two was essentially a build-up for season three, um, but it paid off in the end because sometimes, no matter how slow, I mean, you don't want to get to a point where like you make an excuse for a show to where like it's crawling along, but sometimes when a show just wants to take a little bit of time. Maybe if you maybe it is like three or four episodes, but if the payoff is worth it after a, a, a particular time of waiting, then at least for me and in this experience of watching this second season of Umbrella Academy, I did feel rewarded because as I was watching episodes, well, most of episode one, and then two and three, and then maybe part of episode four, I did kind of feel like okay, this is a bit of a slow season. Where are they going? You know the general gist of where they want to get to. And I'm not going to talk about that here in the spoiler-free section. You know, you know the goal for the season once the season has kind of 
started and kicked off. You know what they're going to try and do this season. And obviously there's other stuff that happens that you don't know about. And that sort of thing. So it was very much a season where I do feel. Now that I've seen the whole experience and all that. I do feel rewarded as a viewer for sticking around. There's a couple of people online. I think Adam Seppamall, um, who is a TV critic. Uh, from uh, I think he's at Rolling Stone now. He One of the things he said was like he got to episode 7. <clears throat> he got to episode 7 and felt it was just too slow. Um, but once I and once I was, I think when he said that, I was on episode two or three, roughly. So I was in that. To me, the slower part of the season, I was quite surprised that he got to the seventh episode and felt the need to like step away from the series. And one of the things that he said as well was that this this se- to to him the season wasn't better or worse than the first season. Like it doesn't improve or get worse. I kind of agree with that in a way. I think what you've got here is okay. You've got an equal because in terms of if you ask me the question, okay, do I think which season do I think is better? I do think they're both equally good seasons. They just do something very different with the season, and I I think with the idea that you've got for season two, you could have possibly pulled off something better. And there's also the fact that when you go through your next seasons of TV. You should get better as a TV show. That doesn't always happen. But that's kind of what should happen. Um, But no I think from the time travel stuff they do this season. And just all sorts of things that involve that. And how the. I, I, I was speaking a minute ago about how I feel rewarded for watching this season. One of the things in the earlier parts of the season. Is the separate character story arcs. And the way that those feed into. The later parts of the season. That's also where I felt rewarded as well. Because there was again the feeling to me. In the earlier part of the season. To where I thought like okay. They've got these like individual little kind of character arcs. And that and like okay. Where where are these going? This is a little bit slow. Uh, and then I did actually step away from the series. For, for a couple of days. I you know went and just did some other stuff. I wasn't done with the series. I just I just wanted to step away for like a day or two. And then come back. And then I watched most of the rest of it. And then I carried on again. So I watched this kind of in, in parts. Um, I suppose uh, that were like slightly separated, but overall, I think that I think the pacing's fairly good for the season. I like like I've kind of already said, like I feel like the pacing and just everything in the season is better from around episodes four to the end. That kind of gives me the idea that because I, I was thinking about this once I got to around episode eight, that like okay, you probably could have cut maybe not two episodes but probably you could probably have lost an episode this season um or maybe like shortened some of the episodes I just, I think there was a small section of this season where you could have lost a little bit of time there's also the potential with that if you do cut out a certain part of the season maybe the reward that I was talking about doesn't quite feel so satisfying but then you also still would get rewarded later in the season anyway so that's my kind of overall thoughts on sort of I guess the structure of the season and things like that um characters I think these characters are brilliant I um I'll admit this is the season I've kind of fallen in love with these characters uh first season I really really liked them liked them a lot definitely did definitely cared about all of them um and all that sort of thing uh, so I thought that was great, but yeah, what they do with some of the character work and character development in the second season, I think that part of this season is potentially better than the first season, the character development. The overall quality of seasons one and two, like I said, I think are fairly equal, give or take for maybe one or two of them, uh, one or the other uh, season. 
that character development I think is really good this season. Character relationships. You get a little bit more of backstory with certain characters. And the idea of some of those things are played over the season. Um, yeah I felt rewarded with that as well. Um, and yeah I've uh, kind of fallen in love with these characters at the end of the second season. Which is which is a very good goal for the show to um, achieve as well. So um yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I want to say spoiler-free. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in uh, the spoiler section. But yeah, going back to the skip-don't-skip skip rating. If you've seen the first season, you've got something of equal quality but different here. Um, you've got a show that rewards you for ke- keeping on with watching it. Not for, like, most of the season. But, you know, the first couple of episodes, like I said, I've already explained that anyway. So, um, But no, I'd, I'd, if you've seen the first season, I'd recommend you don't skip this one. If you haven't seen either season um, and you're listening to this as well, which is possible, um, then I'd say go and watch both seasons of uh, Umbrella Academy. Hasn't been renewed yet for a third season, which is a little bit worrying, but it hasn't actually even... It's been out for... Well, it's the 9th of August today, and it was released on the 31st of August, so it's been it's only been out for just over a week or so, um, so give it a little bit of time. There's still some Netflix shows out there that came out months ago that still haven't been renewed, things like The Kingdom, I'm Not Okay With This, and uh, a bunch of others as well. Some, sometimes it takes Netflix a little bit of time to get to it, and then sometimes you've got a situation like with The Witcher, where the first season hasn't, hasn't even come out yet, and it gets renewed, so, I mean, it took them a while to renew Stranger Things for season four, and that's arguably their biggest show, so, anyway, uh, shit, I, I, I think think it'll be renewed for a third season will it be a final season netflix does have this whole three season thing at the moment i think it's got maybe a couple of seasons left in it depends on how netflix feels and i don't know how they feel about the show so uh but this is probably one of netflix's biggest shows as well again it's another one that they've done based off a comic book uh so i i think it will be okay uh don't take my word for that but i i think it'll be okay uh, I'd, I'd be quite surprised if they cancelled this after the second season um but next season, the whole three-season thing, we'll see. We'll see how they treat it. So, uh, anyway, it's going to a bit of housekeeping. I'm not going into spoilers yet. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm going to, but just be ready. But not yet. So, we'll see you in a minute for some housekeeping. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing (laughs) killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts so join us today's sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name 
today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, another Gaming Talk podcast last week, we talked about Splinter Cell, speaking of Netflix TV shows. Uh, Splinter Cell is going to be getting an animated TV show on Netflix, so me and Robert discussed that, and the fact that they haven't made a Splinter Cell game in seven years, and what you could do, etc, etc. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. We also talked about um, Sony's State of Play for August, showing off some new games, and some other stuff, and some PS4 stuff, and... Uh, bit more Crash Bandicoot and some other things as well. So uh, there was also a bit of news about uh, accessibility options in terms of devices and controllers for PlayStation 5. So we talked about all of that stuff as well. Um, I did a podcast on Disney Plus and BBC. The BBC is kind of struggling a bit at the moment and Disney Plus very much isn't. Uh, just for a little bit of a, a note on that, uh, Disney Plus had the goal of 58 million subscribers in 5 years and they did it in 8 months. So, talk about overachieving a goal. But uh, I talked about that and just kind of compared the two and those sorts of things um, and why I think that situation is happening. Uh, Manchester United beat LASK 2-1 uh, to make it 7-1 on aggregate. We are in the quarterfinals of the Europa League against Copenhagen and that will be played tomorrow. I also talked about the situation about Lingard and the fact that Sanchez has left the club and Sancho might be joining the club. Um, so a whole bunch of stuff talked about there, so you can go and look out for that. Uh, classic reviews continued last week as well. Uh, season 4, episode 9, the penultimate episode for the season. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, the sequel to Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Season finale will be this week, and then there'll be a couple of, a couple of other additional episodes for classic reviews season 4. So look out for those on Wednesdays. Um, me and Grey last week did a uh, episode uh, called Pilot Watch, the third episode. He gave me uh, Channel 4's Chewing Gum to watch the Pilot 4, which you can watch on all four and on Netflix. Um, And I gave him the zombie drama uh, TV show on Netflix called Black Summer to watch as well. Both spoiler free, so we talked about our impressions of those shows. Chat podcast for July, talking about how July went, uh, an update for the Star Trek podcast. And just talked about people wearing masks or not wearing masks in public. And uh, just just some other stuff as well. So that's the chat podcast for this month. Uh, so that's that as well. Um, did another couple of reviews. Don't skip Train to Basan. Spoiler free. If you're in the UK you can rent that on Amazon and on YouTube. If you want to very much recommend that. Uh, did a skip rating for Midsummer, the 2019 horror film. Both of those reviews are spoiler free. But uh, skip for Midsummer And don't skip for Train to, to Basan. Again I'm not telling you what to watch. Just my recommended part of the review. So there's that as well. Uh, Don't skip, like I said, Good Girl Season 3, which is available on NBC, possibly on Peacock. 
in the US, although I'm not sure, but it is available all three seasons on Netflix in the UK. Uh, and that's everything for entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms as of recently. I'm going to go into spoilers for the second season of Umbrella Academy now. So if you haven't seen the first season, even if you see, sorry, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the second season of Umbrella Academy and the first season, just go and watch them both if you've not seen them. But I'm going to go into spoilers for the second season of Umbrella Academy and talk about those parts of the season. Um, so you're going to want to leave now if you haven't seen the second and the first season, more specifically the second. But uh, if you're listening on the podcast player, go into that press pause watch the season and then come back if you're listening on the website you can either press back or click on the home page because i'm gonna do that now um so one thing i want to talk about up front you've got uh where's her name gone allison um yeah i thought her um the racism storyline with her and her husband this season very very impactful i thought that they did a fairly good job there um just tackling you know um, in the, the 60s, because they're all in the 60s, aren't they? Six, I think it's 60, 61, 62, and 63. Um, one of them is the year that um, JFK was assassinated as well, So, um, which is 63, yeah. Uh, but she's in one of the timelines as well, and of course they show the whole racism thing, and they go into this cafe, and... I didn't, I didn't, they go into there two or three times in the season, I think. I never properly got a chance to read the sign, but it's something like we won't serve black people or we'll only serve white people. That's the rule that they've got, is that they'll only serve white people and not black people, which is obviously racist, but it wasn't seen quite that way back in the day. Uh, And she starts this whole campaign thing with her husband. I thought that was great. Um, Very just impactful and emotional and... At least to me, from my viewing experience, I thought that they did that right. And then, you know, you gain the trust there. And then she tells him about the powers and stuff. And then they come across those three brothers later on. I thought all that was really good. And then she gets her powers back in time. Um, thought all that was, was pretty good. Very emotional, very impactful. And uh, I think that they did um, a very good job there as well. And then, you know, she goes into the, the cafe later. And she, she uses her powers and kind of burns that guy's hand and whatever. Um. Yeah, thought that was thought that was pretty good. So that was because I remember I specifically remember last season, which was last year in February or something. I remember kind of pointing out Allison and thinking like, okay, she seems like a pretty good character, but I don't remember them doing quite enough with her last season. And I remember saying like, oh, I would like to see more of her, le- uh, more of her next season, and her kind of be more involved in the story. Well, that was a good way to kind of answer that. Not that I wanted her to be involved in a racism storyline, but um. You know, they they did a really good job with her in the second season. And um, in terms of uh, the audience that talks about this show, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all that, that you see people talking about the show, I don't see Alison get mentioned that much. It's all about always about Klaus, who is uh, Robert Sheen's... Um, Sheenan, Robert Sheen, yeah, Sheen, um, his character. And yeah, he's certainly like, you know, the comedic one, the funny one. And I, I like him as well, but... Um, I've kind of come to the conclusion, I think Alison's a bit of an underrated character. I don't know what she gets treated like in the book, or if she's a slightly smaller character in the comic book. I, I don't know, because I haven't read it. But, uh, yeah, Klaus is obviously one of the standout characters of the season. But, um, I think Alison's quite a good character as well. And, um, again, I didn't want her to be involved in the racism storyline, because that's not very nice. But, um, what they did with her in the season, and Emmy, Raver... Lampman's um, acting very very good for the season so I was, I was pretty happy with that so 
that was good. Yeah, Klaus joining the cult. <laughs> Very fitting for him. Uh, second season. I think there's a scene earlier. I think it's in about the third episode or so. Where Alison meets up with um, uh, Luther. And they're having a meal and whatever. And they're kind of catching up on like. Oh Five's doing this. And so and doing that. And Vanya's doing this and that. And then they get to Klaus. And um, I think uh, Luther says to Alison like. Oh where's Klaus? And she's like oh we started a cult. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Luther's like oh yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, so it it wasn't like you know. An awful cult. It was. It was I mean for the. One that they they had kind of displayed on screen, it was very much one of around like happiness and stuff. They they never really showed the cult to be particularly bad. It, it was more like a comedic kind of thing for the character to do, and very much fit with his character. And like always, Robert Sheehan, um, Sheehan, I think it's Sheehan. Uh, he did very very good job with that this season. So I thought that was really good, especially the scenes in. I'm pretty sure it was the season finale or episode nine, and he's got um. David possessing him and he's trying to push him back in and that I thought that was great as well and then because nobody else can see David uh that part in the season where they all have to meet up and Five's like really stressed about it all um and you just see Klaus come around the corner and he's he looks like he's I don't know drunk or high or both and he's obviously trying to push David back in or whatever um or that David's trying to kind of gain control and whatever. And you just see Klaus like flailing around and all that. I thought that was great. And then just the way Five's reaction. Um, he's like oh. Of course you're here. Like as if he's one of the most useless ones in the family. Um, and he's like where's Vanya and where's um, uh, Alison and that. Because at that point I think it's Luther, Five and uh, Klaus. Uh, so I thought that. That was a really good way. Of okay, five stress. You know they got to get out of here, and like the six days to go or five days to go until this doomsday end of the world scenario, and then Klaus just comes around the corner looking like that. I thought that was I thought that was a really good way of combining um, the drama around five this season. You know, culminating in that scene, and then just the comedic stuff with the cult with um, Klaus. I thought that was a great way, and then and then just kind of again connecting with characters. Luther just never really being sure what to do quite or sort of being stuck in the middle and he's kind of like not sure what to do and he's kind of stressed as well so I thought that was uh that was really great um who else did you have this season uh you had what was her name um you had someone at Diego was it Lila yeah Diego's love interest Lila uh, or Leela L-I-L-A Lila. Um thought she was an interesting character for this um second season. You know, we don't find out until later that um what's her name? Her mother. Um not it's not Sissy, that's Vanya's friend. Handler, that's it, I should have remembered that because she was quite a big character in the first season. Her coming back and all that, um, from the, the bullet wound in the head, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and then yeah, just the way that all connects together and the backstory and how Five fit into that, and then the older version of Five killed um, Lila's parents, and uh, then the handler recruited her, and then it went from there. I thought that was um, all pretty good. Added for some interesting fight scenes where they're sort of like, oh, I'm gonna kill you later, and then like um, Lila actually goes to kill Five, and then. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting little kind of back and forth throughout the season. Um, added up to a fairly good fight scene in the finale. I do think that the like showcase of powers, like I said, in the not in the pilot, in the season premiere, was better than the finale fight. 
Um, I don't know. Sometimes the show's just not got. I don't know. Like the season finale for last season and the season finale for this season with the fight stuff. Just I don't know. Kind of makes the Umbrella Academy themselves, like the, the family, um, not quite seem so great. Because when you look at the little showcase sort of fight thing. Um, at the start of the second season. And like they all look really powerful. And like they can do anything. And then um, Lila and the Handler kind of come in. And just sort of get the upper hand somewhat easily. I don't know. It it, it could have been a little bit better. Um, but I guess Lila was pretty powerful as well. So uh, that kind of that made sense. But that, that was one thing I was just, just slightly disappointed in. I suppose. But um, anyway. Thought that was thought that was fairly good. Um, who else do we have to talk about this season? Five, like I said, yeah, Five is the most important character to this, to this show. I mean, if it wasn't for Five, they'd all be dead like three times over, basically. Um, because you got the end of the first season where he time travels them to uh, the sixties, and then you got the end of the season, end of the second season where they die, start the second season where they all die. <laughs> Um, so yeah, five is probably one of my more favorite characters. Well, my, my my three favorite characters for the se- for for the series. Um, you've got Allison, Klaus, and five. Those are my favorite characters. Um, Luther's kind of cool. I I felt like with Luther this season that they really showed him to just be this, not mindless, but this just sort of big brute that like can't do very much. Because there is a lot of scenes in this second season, I felt like, where people just got the upper hand over him very easily. Like, with five, like, the two versions of five that are fighting later on, and the fight at the end of the season, and... Yeah, um, because I, I pointed out last season, I felt like I was a little bit let down with what they did with Alison. I feel like my let down character for this season is, is Luther. I just don't feel like... I don't know, he was just p- portrayed to me as, like, this big brute that, like, doesn't really know what to do quite so much. Um, and sometimes Hulk has been portrayed like that, and so some some big characters like that, like the Thing, uh, from Fantastic Four, and some other characters can end up being a little bit like that. So you've got to give them something kind of meaningful to do, because it felt like he was just sort of following other characters throughout the season, whether it was Five or or uh, Diego or whoever. So I was, I was a little bit disappointed in that with the season, but uh, it didn't like dampen my enjoyment of the season. Um. Here's where things get kind of interesting for me with with Vanya because I'm kind of going trying to go through the characters and just talk about them sort of individually. Um, Vanya's love story felt a little bit cheap until there were real stakes there. Um, like I looked at what they were doing with Allison and the, and the relationship there, just on the relationship part specifically, not the domestic violence as compared to the racism I'm not trying to compare those two things I'm comparing the relationship specifically with Vanya and the other woman and Alison and her husband in the season so I'm comparing the relationships and not the situations that they're in just want to make that very clear Vanya's just didn't feel impactful or meaningful or until the husband decided he was going to like take the kid away and all that sort of stuff and Vanya almost killed the kid and all that um like accidentally because she does that sometimes um until the mother whatever got the gun out and things started happening it just didn't feel like there was very much there whereas the whole time with Alison and her husband 
I always felt like there was I don't know it was it was just better than than the Vanya storyline so uh, again in terms of relationship and not what the characters are doing I just want to make that clear um but yeah just just didn't really click for me I thought Vanya's character overall individually was was good this season was all right um but I think I think that now now that you've kind of put this character into the situation of where there's always this worry about like, okay, whenever Vanya gets her powers out, she's gonna destroy things and blow up the world and kill everyone. I feel like in season three they need to find a little bit of a way of a a, a better way of sort of dealing with that because that can, I think if they do that again in the third season, it might start to feel a little bit stale and sort of samey. So I think they need to maybe do. You can still have her. I'm not saying like dampen her powers or whatever, but just make don't make it so that every season. It's like, okay, she might blow up the world. I get that that's the stake with her, but I don't know, maybe maybe write the, the third season with her development as to, okay, to find where she can, to find a way to where she can gain more power, more control over her power, because she clearly doesn't really have much control over it, because literally every time it goes off, everyone's worried that they're going to die. And that to me just shows that she doesn't have that much control over her power. So I think that they just could do a little bit something different with that. So, uh, but there you go. Uh, Diego, I thought Diego was cool this season. Um, you know, he's dealing with some stuff. He's dealing with Lila and all that and the complicated relationship there. And then how five is involved. I've kind of already talked about some of those sorts of things. But I, I think Diego's fairly cool. Like I said, Alison, five and Klaus are my favorite characters. Um, so that's pretty cool as well. But um, yeah, don't have too much to really say about Diego. Uh, I think I've said overall enough for the podcast and enough for the season. Um, but uh, let me know what you guys all thought. If you, I've hopefully you've seen the second season and all that. Um, let me know what you think of the second season of Umbrella Academy. Uh, your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about them. Um, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Um, the one thing I was a little bit disappointed about with the season, yet the only other thing as well. The, I can't remember his name, but the chimp, or the monkey in the family? Um, I can't remember his name really, because he's not really in this season. You get the younger version, don't you? Um, in the 60s, where he's being trained by the dad and all that. I thought that was fairly interesting. Um, just a little, I thought like he was a fairly impactful character in the first season. Um... But yeah, just I mean, he's not really in the second season. You see glimpses of him, and you see him kind of get being trained and all that. And I get it; they're in the past. You're not going to see the developed version of that character. But I just sort of missed that character this season. I really, I quite liked him from the first season. Um, and even though he does get killed at the end of the first season, I'm pretty sure he's well, he is alive because they travel back in time, and the younger version of the monkey or the chimp is there. So um, they could bring him back I suppose uh, the other two things, big things I need to talk about the best scene of the season by far the best season of the, scene of the season I, re- I re-round a couple of couple of moments within it um, where they all go to meet up with the dad and there's just so much that happens in that scene it's just it's just brilliant that is I think that's probably, that and the season 2 opening is probably the best scenes for this this series you just get a great combination of like everyone. Everyone's got a moment in that scene, and um, there's so many moments where like a character goes to do something, and it either makes another character laugh or make them shocked, and even other things to where like Klaus turns up late, and he's got to have a drink with him, and his dad's reaction to that, and um, 
the dad's kind of professionalism around it of like oh you know this is nonsense you're you're all calling me your dad and where did you all come from and you know fair enough you know if 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 six people came up to you and they all said okay we're, you're our dad uh, and we're from the future you're gonna have questions aren't you and then they, especially if they start saying okay we've got powers and all this and that so you can understand the dad's point on that and then they will start showing them off and then again you go back to Vanya and she goes to do hers and everyone's like oh crap we're gonna die uh, because again she's just not got any real, real control over her power uh, and then Five shows his off and then Luther rips his shirt open and Allison kind of gets shocked or laughs at that and then you've got Diego throws the knife and then you've got um, what were the other ones uh, Klaus does that like possess kind of thing with, with, with David uh, I thought that was good, but yeah, that scene's just got everything you'd you'd want in it, and um, just it's just brilliant. So I thought that was that was that was really great. There were several moments in that scene in that scene, you know, where if you tap on the rewind button on Netflix and it does like the fifteen seconds, it was just certain moments. I was like, okay, I'm watching that again, and then just kind of rerun those little clips. But that was brilliant. That was the uh, best scene of the of the probably the best scene of the show actually. Um, I know I've said it's up there with the season two opener, but I think that's maybe the best scene of the show. And then, of course, I've got to talk about the ending as well. Um, I assume that they're all... They've gone... So, they've gone to the future, back to 2019. And they've seen different younger versions of themselves. I'm assuming that Dad's... Like, something's gone wrong time-wise, because there's two versions of everybody. And you see... uh, I think it's a, a version of David that's alive. Was that David at the end? I can't remember. Um... And, yeah, there's just a whole lot of confusion. I thought that was great. So, a very mysterious, very cool way to end the second season. uh, With a bit of mystery as well. What's going on? Why is there two versions of everybody? Um, Maybe Five messed up something again. Because there was the message, if you remember, early in the season. And it does get used at the end. Of, like, okay, instead of trying to travel decades, you should try seconds. Uh, And he's tried to travel from the 60s. 63, maybe? um, To 2019, which is a huge jump. Uh, so yeah, very very cool, uh, very cool stuff for the for the end there. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm gonna say when Netflix renews the show, not if. I definitely think that they're going to. Uh, I'm just gonna check my phone quickly actually to see if any news has popped up. Uh, no, I can't see anything. David would have maybe posted something or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a very popular show. It's doing really, really well, so it should come back for a uh, third season. But um, again, if you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the season, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Next up for TV season reviews is going to be the second season of Hannah. I've not started it yet. I intend to do so soon. Uh, just a kind of little schedule update for Entertainment Talk. This week, uh, we will be active until Wednesday or Thursday. And then from... Thursday or Friday this week until Thursday next week uh, there won't be anything getting posted apart from classic reviews episodes and maybe some other bits and pieces I think that's going to be in the, the only podcast that comes out within that within that time but uh, there's been lots of stuff happening recently on entertainment talk uh, this review a bunch of other stuff as well uh, there's going to be one or two more other podcasts this week I'm going to do a solo gaming episode because uh, Robert's also moving this week, and then my family's coming here next week, so or more of my family's coming here next week. Uh, so it's just going to be a little bit of a schedule change. But from uh, from Thursday next week, uh, everything will be back to normal. 
So that's probably when our gaming talk podcast will be that week as well. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, just a little schedule update for Entertainment Talk. So uh, thank you very much for listening. You can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, we are on Patreon. You can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers. Um, that's for review options, ad-free podcast options, and instant podcast options. <coughs> Amazon, affiliate link, Amazon affiliate link, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those um, as well. Uh, so there's that. Uh, David's also on iTunes through Geek Town, so if you search for Geek Town or Entertainment Talk on there, you can subscribe to both of those, rate, review, and subscribe. David, of course, Geek Town, if you want to know about the Umbrella Academy and all your other TV and film news, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Geek Town on iTunes, just search for all of that. So that's good stuff over there. Uh, Bex is streaming daily at the moment on Twitch. You can search for her on there. Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and search for that on Twitch. Follow her, subscribe to her. Get involved over there. Barry is still doing horror podcasts over on Talk and Stalk. Did a new did a new episode last week uh, talking about his and um, uh, his co-hosts' um, most anticipated horror films for this year, if some of them come out. But uh, they're most anticipated horror films that are coming out soon. So you can look for Talk and Stalk on YouTube. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feed, social media, Facebook and Twitter and different Facebook groups if you can. I'm streaming currently Ghost of Tsushima on Twitch and I'll return to Last of Us Part 2 New Game Plus after that. Let's Play Sundays is on our hiatus but uh, there is 50 episodes to have a look out for so go and check out all of that on entertainmenttalk.org. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.